Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Hi there, and welcome to New Life Live here on February the 9th. It is a bit unbelievable. We're already on February number 90. Oh, my goodness. Joining me are two great people that I care about and love them both, Dr. Jill, Dr. Jim, Dr. Jill Hubbard, and Dr. Jim Burns. Uh, Jill, author of many books, especially Forgiving Our Fathers and Mothers, uh, The Secrets Women Keep, and a recent read of Jim Burns, The Secrets Young Women Keep. Thank you, Jim. Jim's new book is... Uh, doing life with our adult children, which I would say at this point is probably the emerging problem of the decade. It really is something. And uh, we're going to be working with Jim uh, on what is April 1st. And, and we're not just joking or fooling. It is really going to happen. And here's the topic, reinventing the relationship with your adult children. Now, let me ask both of you, why is it important to reinvent the relationship with adult children. It's a new stage in life, and you know we don't know what we're doing with adult children or how to parent an adult child, and they don't know what they're doing in terms of becoming an adult, so it makes it complicated. And we actually have to literally reinvent uh, our way of, of the way we do parenting. And I mm-hmm. tell people oftentimes, I'll say, you know what, you're fired as a day-to-day parent because you put two decades of your life into this, and now you have to, you have to become – you know, a different type of a parent. And that's, again, you're the parent, but it's it's moving from you being somewhat control or when they're teens, semi-control to now, uh, you know, really giving them the passport to adulthood. And that's not, that is not easy, but it's necessary. And that's part of that reinvent part. Well, right. Yeah. It's like as parents, we have to update our hard drive, right? Yes. Because we are programmed and we are on this path yeah. and it almost catches you by surprise. And I've been surprised at the moments that it has yeah. caught me by surprise. Yeah. Oh, like, wa- oh, yeah. I need to shift here. Yeah. My wife's words were, wow, I didn't see that coming. Right. <laughs> when they said, well, I'm an adult and we're saying, well, you're an adult, but we still pay for your cell phone and we're still yes, paying for yes. college and I think uh-huh. we're paying for an insurance and you're living in that bedroom just around the corner. So, yeah, well, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Well, to uh, kind of take off on 1 Corinthians thirteen eleven, you might want to say, when I had a child, I spoke to the person as a child and I understood them as a child. And many times I thought like a child would think But when I became a parent of an adult child, I put away my childish ways 
of relating. Now, maybe that is the verse of the day. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly the verse, but it's a <laughs> transmutation of it. But really, we are so many people Jeez. are continuing to really try to have these teachable moments with a 39-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you're not going to have those. Right. And in fact, you're going to destroy any ability to influence them if you think, well, if you think they <laughs> care about whatever your teachable moment would be. Well, and, just, and you have mm. to grieve as well because sure. yes, there's true. loss in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we miss that, how much yes. loss oh, and so grief. Much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know when I talk about giving up teachable moments, which is one of the sacred things of people of the faith, people think, I don't know if I like this guy. Teachable moments, I mean, we need them. Yes, we need them. But the adult parent probably isn't the one to deliver that unless to ask for it. Dad, what could I learn from this? Mom, what, what do you see that I don't? Now there's, okay, the floor is yours. Be full of grace and mercy when you take it. 1-800-229-3000. We will go to the calls right after this. You know, Henry Ford said that obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off the goal. If our eyes are on Jesus, there are a lot less obstacles to look at in life. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. And Jim at the break was talking about he was speaking at Wingate, which is uh, funded by McDonald's. Is that right? No, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Amazing place. I've been there. I love going there. But you were speaking, and someone came up to you. Tell tell everybody about it. Well, Friday night, actually, this was just this weekend, uh, I sat down. Kathy, my wife, and I sat down, and these people said, oh, my goodness, we, we saw you with the Courageous Parenting Experience. We love the experience because not only do we get to hear content, but then we go into a small group. But it changed the way we looked at our adult child, and we were going in the wrong direction. And actually, it's amazing how one day helped us shape this, and and our relationship with our child has been transformed. And uh, then we we continued to have conversations, you know, here and there because it was a weekend conference. It was really, you know, I love when you hear that. You know, Larry comes that in is sometimes. Awesome. Yeah, and he comes in sometimes with and, and shares these. But then when right. you get somebody to s- talk face to face, and they tell you that you had an impact. Exactly, on them. And, yeah. and you know, all three of us are involved in that thing and that in the courageous parenting event. Yeah. And it really is. It's it's well worth the money, but it's oh. it's not just hearing the content. It's going into those small groups, and I ask them about that. How is that? Because mm-hmm. that's what got me. I was like, wow. They hear this, and they go into this group, and they kind of – they said, that it's wonderful. We, we were able to really unpack it. We hear the content, and then we unpack our, our issue, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Jim, uh, just because I know Misty would like to know, did they say anything about me? Or did, they, did I they, – they, uh, they said that uh, – yeah, they did. They, they said, uh, you know, for, a, <laughs> no for an old guy that you were kind of okay. You were, you were somewhat cool. <laughs> there you go. Good for you. All right. Well, you can join us April – uh, first for this courageous parenting it's going to be great and it really does does provide some information that a lot of people just are not aware of and and by the way meeting someone like that reminds yeah. me of meeting a mother who just met me and she said four years ago i called your program and you told me to kick my son out of the house and I just, oh, I just dropped, you know, because I thought, oh no, what? 
And she said, it was the hardest thing I had to do. It is the best thing I ever did. And she told me of how successful he was now. And it just brought back to me the reality that what we say uh, here is so important that we get it right. It's not just something uh, we think might be a good idea because it has an impact. And I'm so grateful that that they benefited from it, Jim. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that. All right, let's go to Ruthie. Now, she's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and that wonderful WFIL station is where she listens. Hello, Ruthie. How are you? Hello. Good. How are you? Excellent. How could we help you today? What's on your mind? Okay, well, I'm reading Jim Burns' book, um, Doing Life with Your Adult Children. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the process of reading this, and then I ended up giving my adult child advice, which he recommends not to do. So my question is, is there ever a time to give your adult child advice? Because I felt like this was an exception the other day. What happened that you thought it was the exception, just to help us understand? Well, we we just had a good time watching the Eagles win the... Um, the their way to the Super Bowl, and then uh, she was getting ready to leave to go home, and my husband said to her, "Give me a couple minutes to talk to her about her car, which he was fixing and getting ready to sell and doing her big favor, spending hours and hours um, helping her." And she said, "Dad, I don't like how you talk to me and demand me," and he was defensive and they kind of, so she got mad enough that um, she ended up leaving. But before that, I took her side and I said, you are absolutely right. He can sound demanding and he doesn't always speak politely. And, and he felt disrespected because she refused to talk with him after this. Mm-hmm. And the next day I was convicted after totally defending her I wanted to give her a call and and support her dad and tell her that he you know has been doing so much for you and and I and I wanted to say what you did was like I I really affirmed her that that was good communication it was good that you stood up for yourself it was good that you um uh your feelings. Okay, but tell but, tell us what the problem. What what did you actually say? Did you say that to her? I ended up saying that, but but I she kept saying I don't want to be criticized. I don't want to be criticized. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything. And I'm like, okay. but at that point, I'm like, I wanted to say it because I thought it's not going to be as bad as you think. Yeah. And okay. So, so what's the question for us then? Is there ever a time to give your child advice? Like in this case, I really felt like this is an exception because mm-hmm. I needed to stand up for my husband and tell her that, that you know, that it was disrespectful um, the way that she did it. 
Jim, your thoughts? Uh, yes, Ruthie. Ruthie, uh, you sound like a great mom, by the way, and a, and a wonderful mm-hmm. wife, too. Um, you know, I think you're probably referring to principle number two, which is unsolicited advice is usually taken as criticism. And in that, what I say is a lot of times kids, you give good advice, but the kids, they don't hear the advice. Um, they hear, you don't think I'm all grown up. Right. Hmm. And yeah. uh, and yet our advice, I think most of the time when I've given advice to my adult children, um, you know, I always say in, in my humble opinion, I have quotes around hmm. humble, but in my humble opinion, I, I think I'm most of the time right. <laughs> right. And I think you are oftentimes right. So, yeah, I actually wouldn't say that we never give advice. I'll, I, I, we had an experience with my daughter, Christy, where um, she was really giving it to her mom. And um, and I took her aside and I said, hey, look, it, I think some of the things you said about mom are true. And actually, some of the things you said about me are true. However, I don't want you treating my wife like that. And then that – I mean, she didn't go, Dad, thanks, you're amazing. She wanted to kind of go tit for tat, and I, I wasn't willing to do it. But what I found – is that sometimes you do have to just stand up, and and they and we do give them advice. It's easier if we say, "Can I have permission to give advice?" And what I've found with my kids is, I'll go, "Hey, do I, do I have permission to you know to just say something?" And I would say nine out of ten times they say yes, and I would say one time they say no, and then I go, "Wait a minute, people pay me to give them advice, and mm-hmm. you're not." I don't say that to them, but it's in my head, right? But what I've learned is that. Like even my daughter Christy, one time just recently, I said, "Hey, can I have permission to kind of speak in this?" She goes, "Not now, Dad." And hmm. I, I got it. So you know what I said? I said, "Okay, if you ever want that that input." And guess what? She called me back and she goes, "Hey, I think I was harsh with you, Dad, and I really would like your input." Yeah. So my point being is, sure, give advice, but whenever you give it with permission, mm-hmm. they're going to accept it much more than if you just kind of jump into it. So again, as adults, experience is better is a better teacher than advice. And so sometimes, and this is hard for us as parents, is we just have to allow our kids to experience it in a bad way. The car breaks down and it didn't work when we had the answer. But experience is a better teacher than advice. So um, I don't I don't think you did a bad job. And I do think there's time we have to give advice. Now, when kids are, have addictions and major issues, they better know what you believe and how you feel. And again, you're going to take a hit. Don't expect them to go, thanks, this was amazing. <laughs> But you're still going to have to you know, do that because you care for their life. The question you have to ask is, am I enabling dependency on me by doing this answer, or am I helping them? And uh, we're our, our, we, we think we're helping, but sometimes we're enabling dependency. Mm-hmm. And, you right. know, it, it all, oh, go ahead, Jill. Well, I'll, right. I'll, I'll and so it. the idea of asking, are you open to feedback? Yeah. And she was telling you, don't say it, Mom, not right now. Right, so she was putting up some boundaries, and and you were were pushing through. Um, I think too sometimes even, and I heard that you were like trying to like compliment her. But sometimes when someone is trying something that is a new behavior, they have to build up a lot of courage and to say it. It's it's emotion filled, and so a lot of times right in the aftermath, they're unable to process yeah, yeah. it. I say don't do it in the heat of the battle. A lot right, of times. you still right. have to have a conversation, but yes. not in the heat of the yes. battle. Maybe you it's over coffee later. later. Go to Starbucks mm-hmm. and enjoy each other's company and say, hey. You know, I, I want to circle back to something. Would that be okay? Right. Or have have you thought any more about the interaction yes. you and your dad so, had? So good. You know, and are so you good. open to any feedback yeah. about it? Yeah. Well, and sometimes you just want to tell the child something you noticed. Mm-hmm. Here's something I noticed, and I just wanted to share it with you. And it doesn't have to be advice. It just may be 
You know, I've noticed what your father has done, and I've noticed that there's still uh, quite a bit of resentment. And you know what? It's not because he doesn't think you're competent or whatever. He's an old-fashioned guy. And I think, you know, as that old saying goes, acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. I think the more you can try to accept him, just like I do, you know, you might find that it's easier to relate to him. So I'm not really giving direct, mean, hard advice. There's no criticism there. It's, It's kind of an observation with a suggestion with that kind of feel to it. Because it's the feel <laughs> that we're dealing with. You know, like when he tell, told her that, she felt criticized. And so mm-hmm. there may be some different ways to express yourself without producing that defensive feeling of, oh my right. gosh, you're, you're criticizing me. Well, and we also have to be aware of how we're coming across our sense of urgency, mm-hmm. the nonverbal stuff, the, yes. the sounds of our voice communicate something that our children have experienced over and over again. So they take it to mean something different. Even yeah. when you're complimenting, they hear right, criticism right. And, because of maybe an intensity. Yeah, and, and you're right there. And, and Ruthie, what your daughter might have heard from her dad is what we call a harsh startup when it comes to conflict. And, uh, and he didn't mean it to be so harsh, but she heard that, and then she responded and went on it. And so actually, one of the great things we can learn is that communication is a learned trait. sounds like she can learn something on communication. We all can. But it also sounds like your husband can. And, so, and you're the translator. You can't get in the middle and fix it all. But sometimes what even Steve said, you, tr- you could translate for your daughter how your dad feels and what, I mean, how your husband feels, how her dad feels, but also you can be the translator to your husband to periodically go, yes. how, how could you have done that a little differently? I mean, this is, this is a young woman who's trying to, uh, who loves you like crazy and, and wants to have a relationship with you. And was that the best way to approach that car thing? Um, well, and then he might say, yes. Yeah. And uh, so, but, right. but you know, again, you can, with the, the husband, you can do the noticing thing. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what I noticed here, and it yeah. felt this way to me. And and it might be a little more on the critical side than with the young person, but you still want to t- you want to inform and give the adult the opportunity to know it could be better. Yeah, but that's different than the child. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, still, you don't want to criticize your right. spouse. You know, I mean, that, you're you're right. But you know, Kathy, my wife, has helped me come alongside. She said, you know, you could have done it a little differently with that daughter <laughs> or whatever. And and I'm, I'm telling you, sometimes I don't love what she says. But you know what? Usually after I've thought about it for a while, I think it's true. And so sometimes uh, me learning how to communicate with my daughter comes from the help of my, my wife. There you go. Well, Dave Stoop, uh, I just miss him so much. But he, he would say he would challenge people to give up criticism for 24 hours. And he would suggest that, and people would start to perspire, turn red, because they can't imagine not using their spiritual gift. So uh, it's hard. But, uh, Ruthie, let me send you Jim's book, Doing Life with Our Adult Children. And uh, I'm also going to. Okay, then I'm going to send you um, How We Love Our Kids. Do you have that one? Yes. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to send you. Um, the one-year Bible for women, and I think you—you you have that one. Already have it. Wait, oh my oh, gosh! Ruthie. Yay, Ruthie. Ruthie! 
Restoration Bible. I could send that to say thank you. I also could, well, I could just send you 100 Days of Freedom from Shame because we don't want you to be ashamed as a parent. I am so thrilled you have so many of our resources, Ruthie. Um, Tell them that I said whatever resource you want, we'll just send it to you. What's that? I just want to thank Tim for his book. Okay, Jim. Thank you. Yeah. I, it's been it's been wonderful, thank and you. I'm kicking myself for for messing up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad. We'll be back after this. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll free one eight hundred two two nine three thousand. Now back to New Life Live. We're back and so glad that you are with us here today. I want to tell you about some of the other workshops we have coming up because, uh, well, it's exciting that we get to be part of what God is doing in transforming people's lives. Intimacy and marriage. I want to mention this last time that Mylon and Kay are going to be doing this with us. It's in Orange County, February the 17th through the 19th. It is my understanding that on a scale of 1 to 10, as a Valentine present, this is a 10. Honey, I want us to go to this because I want the best marriage possible. Also, if you're thinking this is the last Valentine's Day you'll ever be together because you hate each other, we will help you with that. We have had people who couldn't even be in the same room together. They had restraining orders, and they're married today, and they're glad they are. Restore is February the 24th through the 26th, and that's for any woman who has been hurt with the sexual integrity problem of a man from childhood on. And tomorrow is the last day that you can get a $240 discount on that registration. Every Man's Battle is uh, coming up March the 3rd, and that's, uh, that's going to be in Dallas. Lose It for Life is online March the 18th. It's not all about diets. It's about the it that fuels the eating. And we're going to help you with that it. We've been doing it for years. And people have lost, I think I could honestly say, tons of weight from Lose It for Life. Courageous Parents with Jim, April 1st, transforming relationships with your adult sons and daughters it's wonderful. Well, you just heard that it's wonderful. And then emotional freedom is online, February the fifteenth. I mean, April the fifteenth, and that's tax day. And many of you are going to need to be emotionally free when that day is over. Regret, shame for lying, things like you know. I told my wife I, I, I had uh, lied to uh, the IRS on our form because under head of household I put my name, and she uh, she understood completely. Anyway, those are our workshops. We love getting to do them. Transformation is possible, but you have to do the possible before the impossible is going to take place. All right, let's go back to our calls, and let's go to New York, New York, Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Hey there, how are you, Danny? What's going on? Oh, thank you, and I agree with the head of the household, by the way. (laughs) All well, right. I, yeah. I know you don't have a lot of time, and I'm going to make this as brief as possible. We might have more time uh, than you'd ever dream. Yeah. Uh, I hope so, because like the last caller, I'm kicking myself in the pants. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 59. I'm an over-the-road truck driver. I'm on my third marriage. First two times, the wife had straight. This time, um, 
I've been with her 16 years, married to her for almost four. Um, my issues are I'm addicted to pornography, and listening to past shows and stuff like that, I start thinking about my past. And I have, I think you guys called it intimate anxiety or something to that nature. Um, back when I was being raised as a child, um, I had some parental abuse and neglect. Um, and then I really got to thinking back, and when I was about age 9 or 10, I had uh, an incident uh, on a beach where I was sexually molested by a stranger. Oh, boy. And I'm, I'm putting two and two together, and I am coming up with four. And I, I just I see where my life is in shambles. Um, my, wife, my current wife has caught me with porn. Um, I fight with it. I pray to God every day that I can beat it, and I have tried to, to beat it. And I'll go for 35, 40 days without doing anything, and then I fall off the wagon, and I get back on the wagon and, and go again as long as I can go. And I, I just, I've got to beat this, and I can't. So, so why not Why not uh, we, every man's battle? Why, why have you not gone to that? Just curious. You're, you sound like a regular listener. I, I am a regular listener, and I just, I, I told my wife that I would get counseling and stuff like that. Uh, we just, right now, we can't really afford for me to go, but we can't afford well, you, for me not to go. You you don't know that, Danny, because um, we have many graduates of Everyman's Battle providing scholarships for people like you who want to go, need to go, but they think they don't have the funds. And so... Uh, we could help you with that if you sincerely want the help. Here's the thing. You can do some more research, but you are never, ever going to have what it takes to defeat the power of this addiction. It is an addiction, and we can try to stay free, but... As I say in uh, Every Believer's Thought Life, and I'll send you a copy, I quote this uh, great theologian, Chalmers, who, whose title of his sermon was The Expulsive Power of a Higher Affection. And John Piper commented on, it's a superior pleasure that you're going to. It's not just about stopping, see. You have to want something better. And the addict can't get to better without support, help and work it's not just about white knuckling it and doing the best you can for 30 days if you if you will go if we can help you to attend all of a sudden the impossible becomes possible it really does and that's not a trite saying and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna help you get there and I can't wait to see what's going to happen because I think you sincerely see it's wrong you want it to be different. And you're hoping, like so many people, to do it without having counseling or any other kind of help. This is just three days that makes all the difference in the world. We'll be back. I was really living a very anxiety-filled life. 
I turned on New Life, and the topic that day was about anxiety. And just by listening, I got relief. You can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today. When you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life, we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible Personal Size, the One Year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional, the New Life Journal, a New Life Pen and Highlighter, and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all. Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We are back talking with Danny, great truck driver. He's in New York. I think uh, while we're doing this program, uh, Joe Biden's in New York today. Uh, Don't hit him. Uh, Run over him or anything. Be careful. But Danny, I've heard so many folks in in your place and I, I want the best for you and we're going to help you do it but I want to ask you a question okay you ready yes okay so over the years as you've kept this problem tell me if you you can think of it the biggest source of anger for you that has go ahead anger that is a very difficult question why is that? Um, I, I, because back when my I was you know a teenager and, and whatnot, I know I used to act out, rebel against my parents and stuff like that, and I know it wasn't right. Um, and I'm thinking that that was part of the anger of the neglect and the, the abuse that I had gotten from my father, um, a little bit of neglect from my mother. Um, yeah, she did stick up for us when my father come, you know, went on a rampage. But I mean, that's about the only thing I can really think of that source of anger is. But I'm also wondering if that's not where my intimate problem comes in because I can't cannot figure out how to actually love somebody. I like them a lot, and I'll do anything for them. I just I, I can't find that bond of love. Okay. Now, now let me ask you this. It's quite common that a father will be a disappointment to a son. We, we talk about that father wound all the time. And it's obvious that he either was too overbearing or he was absent or just unpredictable. And it sounds like, you know, that there was a problem there with your dad. But here's what I'm getting at. So often... When a father is like that, the anger, the residual anger, isn't at him. It's at the mother who didn't fix it. The mother that should have seen this and known how to fix this. I mean, she fixes everything else. She's the person that's most aware of everything going on in the household all the time. And and we see people not able... Well, the other day I was talking on another radio program and the woman said, I'm so angry that I'm angry at my mother. 
And I just thought that was one brilliant conclusion. And so, we, in other words, it's hard for us to give ourselves permission to be angry at mom. They do get a bad rap, as I'm saying. The guy can be the problem. They get blamed. But I'm just wondering if maybe the residual anger is toward your mom. It'd be something to explore. And if, if you go to every man's battle, uh, I really do think that you're going to get to some of that basic source of anger because anger is the it's not just the fuel it's the fuel it's the fire it's the explosion of addiction larry you go to every man's battle almost every month and what do you see what do you think about this well i think that there's a spiritual battle going on Mm -hmm. not not just for you and your addiction the bigger spiritual battle is for you and your fear to take the step to come to the workshop that that's that's not that hard to do. Pick up the phone, call, ask for a scholarship. We've got money in our scholarship fund, but it's it's amazing what happens there. And I just think the other thing I want to say. I said at a previous call a day or two ago was, if you come to that workshop or when, let me say when, because you're going to come, and when you come, make sure that you sign up for the aftercare, which is sustained victory. Um, there's a cost to that too, but we can help with scholarship money. And if the the, the aftercare is more important, I think, than the workshop itself. The workshop is your entree to the aftercare, and the aftercare is a group of guys that you'll get to know, you love, you'll connect with, you'll talk to every week, and that's the only way you're going to survive this and thrive in it is if you have that aftercare. Yeah. And uh, because they've all, you'll be with other people that have been through it like you, somebody that's facilitating who is so experienced in the problem. Jim, Jill, anything you guys want to say? Well, and just to mention, Danny, this is your third marriage. And so doing this your own way, just trying to stop it, hasn't really worked. And so being willing to humble yourself enough to say, no, I do need help. But let me also speak to the anger, Steve, because I think you're right that there can be anger at mom. There's also when you're in a household, you're the kid, and someone is angry and unpredictable, it feels you're trapped. You feel powerless. You feel trapped. And that produces an anger as you grow up. Another thing, growing up with someone like that also creates low self-esteem in their children when you're constantly being Mm. raged at. And so with that low self-esteem, that helps to segue you into pornography. Because in pornography, you can, for a few moments, feel powerful, feel on top of things, and feel like you have control, even though it's the exact opposite. And so, and you were talking about not being able to love anyone Well, loving someone wasn't safe in your family growing up. And then any addiction works to to get rid of our feelings, to get rid of any of our real feelings. It dulls them, and we replace it, excuse me, with the addiction. So, of course, if you're doing pornography, you can't really love anyone that you're with. And one of the things addicts say, when they start to get sober or abstinent, they get flooded with feelings, and they don't know what to do 
with those. So your feelings are being like dammed up, and you're never going to be able to love as long as you're in your addiction. Danny, Jim, you have a thought here? I'd, Larry, I'd, go ahead. I'm sorry. Danny, you, you mentioned earlier in the call that you had been molested, and uh, there's probably a lot yeah. of shame there. Mm-hmm. And to deal with your shame, this workshop will help you immensely. And so I just want to encourage that. It's a big deal. Which is another source of the anger there. Yeah, sure. And all this is great advice for you, Danny. Danny, I have a question. You're a, you're a truck driver. Do you ever use GPS or maps to get where you're going? Yes, sir. Yeah, of course. And if somebody handed you a map and said, here's how you do this, and, and in fact, part of that map said, and people are going to come around you, and you need you know, accountability, but they're going to be there for you, you know, you'd do it. But you know, th- what they're saying is, if you go to this workshop, this is your map. And so you've been trying to do it all these years on your own. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, as, as Jill said, you know, you're on marriage number three. And if you play this movie forward and try to do it on your own, I got news for you. The playing the movie forward of kind of how you've done it and tried it and, and beautiful things like prayed. I mean, people who are addicted to porn, they pray. They ask yeah. God to remove well, it. Well, sure. So, so the point I'm saying is is to have a roadmap, try something else, and to do that means that you, you can't do it on your own. Admit that you can't do it on your own. And, 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 and go into this workshop saying, you know what? They have the answers for me. And you know what? You're 59. So what is 60? The new 40? You got, let's pretend you had 25 years, and you maybe have longer but you don't want to spend the next 25 years doing the same thing you're doing over no. and over again. That's the definition of insanity. And, you know. Yeah. So let me just interrupt a second to say you were molested at the most vulnerable point mm-hmm. as a child. And so vulnerability is something that you don't want to experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you yeah. protect yourself. Well, we are never more vulnerable when we are in an intimate situation with mm-hmm. the woman. And the more uh, we open up and the more uh, authentic we are, the more vulnerable we are to be hurt or to be manipulated or controlled. And then when it comes to sexual intimacy, also so vulnerable because maybe we're not the guy that's portrayed in the movies because nobody is the guy. So it would stand to reason that someone molested, a man molested as a child, would have a hard time moving toward people when you've been hurt so badly and not protected by the people who were supposed to protect you. All of these things you can begin to deal with at every man's battle. And I think some doors are going to open for you, insight's going to flood in, and things are going to be better. Joe, do you have a final comment for uh, well, I think you summed it up really, really well. But it, just like the road map you were talking about, Jim, you would never look at the directions and then completely ignore them and go a different route. And so we're I, asking, I do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Mothers, and smart people. And remember, Danny, your best thinking got you where you are. So you're going to need someone else to help you with your thinking. And it's going to be different. That's Romans 12.2. Change the way you think. Then you'll feel that transformation that the Holy Spirit makes available to you. So come and come and be with us at the next one. Well, we we love you, and um, I'll send you every believer's thought life. I think that's going to help too. We'll be back right after this for the final segment. The final.
find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We are back. Larry Sonnenberg is in the studio, as he was last segment. Larry, you give really, really great advice and insight. What do you have for us by way of inspiration through your testimonies that you bring in? Well, this one's about intimacy and marriage, which is the next workshop we're going to be doing live uh, next week right here in Orange County. I heard you talking about that earlier. But this one is is titled Hope. Before coming this weekend, my husband and I lived separate lives under the same roof. I was lonely and lacked hope. This weekend, my hope has been renewed. Hope that I can become more whole. Hope that he can fill bleak gaps of my childhood abuse left behind. Hope that we don't have to be lonely together for the rest of our lives. I leave here with tangible things we can do together to promote connection. Amen. Yeah, I mean... And the intimacy in marriage is an ale. It stands for alone life eliminator. Hmm. If you have an alone life in your marriage, we'll eliminate that. We'll bring you together. We'll help you connect. We can do that for you. And, you know, one of the songs that we play at that uh, really key moment of the workshop is uh, Broken Together. Broken Together. Yeah. One of my favorites. That's a great song, but where are we without hope? I had a pastor tell me once, Larry, if I don't present a message of hope on Sunday, um, I failed. People need to walk out of here with more hope they than they came do. in. And this workshop does that. And, you know, wishing isn't what we provide, or false hope isn't what we provide. Hope has a resume, and we have a resume of testimony after testimony of desperate people no longer desperate in marriage. So, folks, we pray for you to support us uh, financially with this, prayer support, financial support, but we need it. And one of the ways we look for that is the Club New Life, the automatic uh, $35 or more uh, each month automatic giving. And we've talked about these eight uh, I'm uh, holding them up. Devotionals. Devotional library. Thank you. Covering topics as character, prayer, peace, healing, Depression, fear, anxiety, shame, and anger. It's a great resource for everybody. So please, please join us. You, if, if that's too big of an ask, make a one-time gift for us. Yeah. We'll be very grateful. Well, thank you, Larry. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. If you need help or we could help you. I don't have a lot of time, but I want to get to Penny calling us all the way from Boise, Idaho. She listens online. Hi, Penny. How are you doing, and how could we help you today? Hey, can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Thank you for taking my call. Um, <laughs> how do you get a crash course question in here? Um, yeah, I'm just go right angry. to the question. Try that. Um, Try going to the... Yeah, okay. go ahead. Question, question is, um, I and I called to get some mental health support, maybe something local, but from I, I see it as going from childhood sexual abuse uh, through my life without telling anybody or getting any mental help that mm. way. Um, a marriage, so telling a husband for the first time, and he said, that's in the past, get over it. So I did. Crashed um, mentally, um, and God has done an amazing, amazing help healing in my life and relieve, removing the guilt and shame of all of that. But 
now I know that I have physical ailments now mm-hmm. that um, I'm getting angry. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I, I want to get past it. I don't okay. want this. All right, let, let's go right to Jill. And uh, Jill, we don't have a lot of time, but help her, well, please. Penny, oh, uh, wow, you've been through a lot. And to hold that secret so long in your life is huge. I, I'm glad you took a risk to tell your husband. I'm sad that he couldn't meet you there. But sounds like you have gotten some help. Anger is a part of the process. And the people that are helping you, um, I would imagine, have been telling you that that we have to get mad at what happened in the past and the fact that we have to suffer consequences as a result of abuse that we were not responsible for. So that's the hard part is that people sin against you, have sinned against you, and yet you have to fix it. So anger is useful. It's a useful emotion. So instead of hating it, See how it can be of use. And like the Bible says, be angry and sin not. So be angry where it's appropriate to be angry. And share your anger in your therapy um, and and release it there, right? And, yeah. and put it where it's supposed to be so that you're not getting angry at people who, who aren't the ones at fault. I, I think anger is the biggest um, siren of the soul mm-hmm. that we have that, that's blaring inside of us saying there is something that needs to be done. You've obviously gotten through that, and now we want to help you get beyond it. That's mm-hmm. where the real healing is. And so we'll try to find a, a great therapist for you. I'll send you Jill's book, Forgiving Our Fathers and Mothers. Healing is a choice I hope will be helpful to you. Um, oh, I, I just hope that we're going to hear back from you in six months or a year that that anger is starting to um, die or has died. We don't really believe in anger management. We believe in anger eradication or irradiation or mm-hmm. let's just say elimination. Well, diffuse, that's, diffusing yeah. of it. And a yeah. lot of trauma treatments help to nullify that strong emotion. Right. That's right. Uh, Jim, uh, we do have you here today. We've got the um, the workshop for essentially changing everything with our kids, our adult kids, and transforming that relationship with sons and daughters. Uh, talk to us a little bit about maybe one principle that you think is so important. Last time we asked you, and you said uh, you're fired as a parent. What else that right. we could remember? Well, you know, one of the things I think parents have to do with adult kids today, and their adult kids are either millennials or Gen Z, Mm -hmm. um, is we have to be students of the culture. And what happens is we have to understand how they're being influenced today because it's very different than in our day. And they're growing up different. They're meandering toward responsibility. They're meandering toward marriage. And sometimes along the way, they're making some poor choices. So that the principle in terms of being a student of the culture relates also to the fact that because a lot of adult kids violate our values or they stray yeah. from faith. Right. And one of the phrases that actually is in the recovery movement, but I stole it from that for, for my book, is you can't want it more than they want yeah. it. So you can't be that one topic 
parent. You've got to expand it. And one of the things I've had to learn is sometimes you, you have to give your kids tough love. And tough love isn't to be mean, angry, shun. Tough love says you allow them the consequences of some of their poor choices so that they can learn and, uh, and then you be that safe person. Um, those are a couple of the thoughts that we'll talk about actually yeah. at the Courageous Parenting yeah. Conference. I hope people will sign up. It is on April 1. And, um, well, we just heard great things. In fact, Jim was just with the couple that talked yeah. about how much that meant yeah. to them. And you can find out about all of our workshops at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Um, I hope and pray that something we've said has been helpful. If you need any help, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Uh, Matthew 6.34 says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words, let's stop worry and anxiety. Oh, wow, I can't do that. Okay, then let's get some help so that you can. We want to see you get through something, get over it, and get beyond it. Thank you, Dr. Jim Burns, Dr. Jill Hubbard. Love you, people. You're great. And if anybody needs help, we love you, too. We love you enough to answer the phone when, we, when you call us, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. See you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you, but you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again tomorrow for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.